What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Once you intake the information, you can now put your money in places to make it grow because you speak a different language. See, the language unlocks the doors. I got on a whiteboard, man. I still, ha- I still have the picture. I got on a whiteboard and I just was like, what would I name the page? And I was like, Wall Street Travel. Turn my mic up. For you. Take this. Yeah, yeah, uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges, good friends become foes and snitches, better watch who knows in your business. Listen, listen, man, Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam, we got a special, special <laughs> treat for y'all today. Listen, the, the trap house is about to be jumping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The yeah. trap house is about to be jumping. We got the incomparable, the one and only Wall Street Trapper in the building. <laughs> Welcome, King. Welcome to Truck and Hustle, man. Man, listen, I'm glad you have me, man. I'm glad to be here, King. We linked up in the A, and since then, you know, I told you it was love, man. You know, so I'm glad to be here, man. Listen, you blessing me with an opportunity. <laughs> Yo, man, listen, I, I love your spirit. I love your humility. I love everything about what you're doing, man. And, um, you know, it's great to connect with like-minded people, man, and just be able to share and, and spread information and spread spread the love. You know what I mean? Man, right. That's all I want to be around, man. High-frequency people, man, who I can get energy from. I like to say that if I go in a room, man, I'm a little fish, man, a big pond. Man. I like right. to listen. I like to shut up and listen, man. You no doubt. So I'm glad to be here, man. No doubt, no doubt. So for anybody who's under a rock and, and, and doesn't know my brother Wall Street <laughs> Trapper, you know what I'm saying? This man is all over, exploding all over social media, man. He's giving financial literacy um, a- a- advice. He's giving stock tips. He, he, he's, he's, you know, what you're doing has just never been done before, man. This is like uncharted waters and it's really dope, your, your whole approach um, to financial literacy, man. I, 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 like, like, how how did this how did this whole thing begin, man? Let's let's go to the beginning because I got so many questions for you, bro. Let's start from the beginning, man. Where you from? Talk to me a little bit about your backstory. Um, just you know, in case people don't know, man, I'm from New Orleans, born and raised, man. So, you know, I just saw a lot of things happen at a young age in my life. Um, I saw my mom's get shot when I was nine the first time. She got shot six times. I saw that. I witnessed it. I didn't just hear about it. I watched the whole thing happen. Um, from then, you know, I kind of just had an understanding of, like, gun violence and, and what it meant. Because before that, you know, like, I lived in a house where our house was on a corner. We had a graveyard right here and a park was across the street, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have death and life right Right, now. right. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> right? And um, so I... You know, at a young age, I kind of understood the protocol when you hear gunshots, right? So kind of where I'm from in New Orleans, like, you know, at a young age, if you heard gunshots, unlike other people where kids our age were running and cry, like, we heard gunshots, it was like, okay, duck, get down. Like, we already knew the protocol. Right. 
you know, for what it was. Um, and so as I grew up and as I got older, I became a product of that. So I, my mom's got shot again. Um, and then I witnessed a cousin of mine get shot in the chest by his mom. Right? Mm. He wasn't a real cousin, but he was like a real, real close family friend. Um, so I, I, I was near that situation as well. So I had two up close and personal experiences with gun violence, like at an early, early age. Like, so for me, like I understood it and I guess it became a norm to me. Okay. So fast forward, man, I lost my grandmother. So I kind of, at this point, I lost the two most important figures in my life because my mom and I went to prison. So my mom goes to prison and um, my grandmother passes away. So at this time, I'm kind of like just on my own in the streets. And I'm not saying like my family didn't love me or nothing, but I just was on my own. I was just getting, you know, just figuring it out, man. And at that age, you know, it's a book I read called Man Child in the Promised Land while I was in prison. Okay. And I kind of said, like, I was like a man child, you know, at a young age, just using the tools from my mother uh, from the street. And my grandmother was an entrepreneur. I watched her buy a whole block, mm. literally, and then post her fruit truck and nobody could sell on that block. And mm. what she would do is she would rent spaces on the block for other people to come do hot tamales, tacos other fruit that like she would rent that space. And I saw that and I was like, damn, that's some, that's some G shit right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure, was, for sure. And I was like, damn, I was like, damn, that's gangster. Yeah. Um, so my grandmother passed. Um, I just was trying to figure it out on my own, man. And, you know, we just live in a world where it's, it's just, it's eat or be eaten. You know what I'm saying? You're a predator, you're the prey, especially in New Orleans. We talking about early 90s in New Orleans, man. Late 90s, mid 90s. This one in New Orleans was the murder capital. You had all kind of, like, it was crazy. Um, and I survived that. But I wanted to go to prison at 16 um, for attempt murder on robbery. Um, so I got robbed. Um, dude robbed me. I was in the streets as part of the game. I wasn't tripping. But there's this mindset. And it was just simply like, if I let this go, then I can no longer hustle. Because then I become the predator. I become the prey. Right. You know what I'm saying? I become the antelope. You know what I'm saying? I become the water buffalo. And right. I'm all I got at this time, so this can't work. You know what I'm saying? I had a whole trap house set up, like real talk, before they was even caught in the trap houses. It was like, this a rock house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a dope house. This before the trap house even came about. Yeah. I was 15, 16. I had my own house. Well, I lived on one side, me and my auntie. My auntie, she was on drugs. And her husband at the time, you know, he was like an alcoholic, and he was working. So she was like, man, look, it's whatever. She used to take my product and steal it from me you know what i'm saying what i'm gonna do like i can't like beat my arm up or nothing so i gotta get back in the grind so i had my own shop like next door like okay to keep her from stealing mine i'm gonna get with the landlord because she a smoker she rented out so i'm gonna get her to get this part now i have this okay. you know what i'm saying so okay. just at a young age i had that whole little operation going um so i couldn't let one person stop what i had going on so at that point, I had to really, like, lay my law down and be like, yo, like, I ain't it. That ain't, like, I ain't the one, fam. You know what I'm saying? So in, in that situation, I had to, you know, just make, you know, one of them, you got to bite the bullet, man. You just It's one of those calls you got to make. Right. Um, you know, just, again, I wound up going to jail for 10 murder on robbery. Um, during my prison stretches where I learned and got introduced to the stock market, um, got in a fight with some friends of mine. I thought they was friends of mine. Fought them for like four, four and a half, five hours. Literally, no bullshit. You fought um, them for five hours, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real okay. shit. Like okay. straight, straight talk. Um, so what happens is from 10 o'clock 
till six in the morning. This was called rag back. So every two hours, I was in the old parish prison in New Orleans. And every two hours, you can either go in your cell or you can go in the TV room. So the TV room, the people play chess and all that. But at nighttime, when you lock down, everybody locked down. The saws really just close the door and they don't even come. They might come check on you, but it is what it is. You got to like figure it out. Right. Um, so just got in, a, got, in a, got in a fight with, you know, what I thought was my homies. And we was in a full man cell, and I wound up just fighting all three of them all night. All It was like some mega break shit, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, Like, man, you ain't about to break me, you know what I'm saying? You had to kill me in this bitch, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Just yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of mindset. Just, just yeah. that mindset was in me. Um, so it came this morning, I ain't gonna lie, he bust me up, you know what I'm saying? But I was, right. I was in there, like, we gonna get busy. Like, I ain't tripping, I ain't calling for the Sarge. Like, we gonna get busy, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't a situation where they jumped me, so they called that, like, running a train on you. That's when they, you fight them just back to back. You right. just back to back, back to back, back to back. So the respect was there in that point, but you just got to, you know what I'm saying? Understood. So, um, I go to the hole. Um, I went to the hole. And when I went to the hole, which was solitary confinement, um, I got introduced to this white dude who was in there with me. And he was like, man, y'all just playing the wrong game. He had been fed up with um, the whole idea of seeing so many black men in that situation, you know, and I had to realize too when I went to prison that there's a time in the era in this world where literally white and black people never coexisted at all. Like okay. real talk, right? Like, where right, right. like, yeah, where they were like, oh, this is what a black man like looks like, right? And that blew me. But while I was in, um, he was like, man. Like, y'all just playing the wrong game. And I met that with adversity, like, with ignorance. I was like, you think there's a game, fam? Like, you, yeah. this is serious, fam. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We out here risking our life out here. Like, and he was like, that's the problem. You don't even know it's a game. Y'all don't know it's a game. So you can't win. Hmm. You can't win something that you don't even know you're playing. And that kind of like, I'm not going to lie, that kind of like took me like, what? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what do you mean? So from that point, I was like, okay. So he went to just giving me game in the cell, went to telling me, like, just running woke plays to me. Like, I was in an audible. You know okay. what I'm saying? And the thing was, we was in a cell. It was just me and him. Um, So he was fighting. Well, he wasn't fighting. He had caught 18 months on a federal charge okay. uh, for embezzlement. Okay. And he embezzled $2.8 million he had to pay restitution on 800000 and he was able to keep the $2 million, right? And yeah. so he immediately, I understood what he meant by you playing the wrong game. Because he like, you ain't here for attempt murder. Your, your people ain't here for drugs. Y'all ain't for all Y'all giving away y'all time. Like, they stay mopping y'all. Right. Here, he said, I can guarantee you, I can get 15 of y'all, and none of y'all probably have never seen a million dollars before. Mm. He was right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He was right. dead, dead to the good. And here he is, done hit for two point eight, got eighteen months, and his his uh, he told me literally, I would do it again. <laughs> right, said it was worth it. It was worth the risk. It's worth it, it. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's worth it. It's it's, it's calculated risk, but what what, what y'all doing? It ain't it ain't making no sense. It ain't adding up. It ain't making up. no sense. You risking right. life for pennies on a dollar. You tripping? Okay. Um. So he just told me some things. Some things that really stuck with me. Um. It was. You got to stop trading time for money. You got to learn how to make your money work for you. And you got to start giving value to people. Mm. The more value you get to people, the wealthier you become. 
Okay. Um, and, and, and another thing he told me was wealthy people build wealth by stocks, by investing in stocks, real estate, and starting a business. Okay. That was my introduction to the stock market. Because okay. had he told me real estate, stocks, and then business, I would probably went into real estate. But he said he stocks told, first. He said stocks first. I'm like, I want the first thing on the list. Like, hey. Right. Right. Why he said why he say stocks number one? There's a reason oh, for that. Right? This is what we're doing. Okay. Um, so I went upstate. Um, I went to, to the pen. Um, and so I just started watching it on TV, watching CNBC, watching it, um, reading a lot of books. Um you know, and that's how it all came about. Really, that was my introduction to it. Came home, I'm not going to lie, man. I was just back in the streets, man. Like, it made sense, but I was like, man, this ain't putting no food on the table right here. Like, you need money to get right here. So I need to just get back in the trenches and do what I need to do. Right. I now, was real, in that real, real, at the time. Real quick, before you, before you continue, before you continue, when, when he kind of introduced you to stocks, um, I mean, was stock something that was on your radar really at all at that time? When- Man, all I knew about was hustling, fam. All right, all right. So how, how did he break that down to you? How did he simplify it for you to make sense for you to say, you know what, this is something I want to learn more about? Well, actually, he didn't. Okay. Um, so what he did was sometimes all you need is somebody to introduce you to something. Okay. Right? Like, once somebody introduce you to something, I think it, it be, it's up to you at that point to, like, I can, like Nipsey said, I could bring you to the water, but I can't make you drink. That's a fact. That's you see what fact. I'm saying? So, like, he brought me to the water, and I had 10 years to figure it out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, okay stocks, real estate, business. And I'm not going to lie, during my prison journey, I studied stocks, real estate, and business. But the stock market just, like, grabbed my attention. The real estate was like, okay, that's cool. Everybody always talking about real estate. Cool. But, like, I saw nobody talking about, like, I couldn't find nobody that looked like me talking about stocks at all. What was it about the stocks that interests you? It was the, uh, it was, so this is what it was. I never forget this. I will watch CNBC. Okay. And mind you, I couldn't understand it. Okay. Right. I, I was just, it's crazy how it's like a radio. Like you hear a song on the radio, you listen to it enough. And before you know it, it becomes your favorite song. Or you just <laughs> learn the lyrics to it. Right. Right. Repetition. So I looked at it every day. Now mind you in prison. So I got to watch it. Early in the morning or late in the evening. Okay. Early in the morning when it first come on, because by the time 10 o'clock comes on, these grown-ass men that's in prison need to watch The Price is Right and The Young and the Restless. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? That's they got to watch that, right? That's a fact, right. And then in the evening, I got to catch it before, like, basketball come on or something like that. You know what I'm saying? A fifth factor, some crazy shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I will watch it, man, and... It would intrigue me that these rich ass white men would be talking about millions and billions of dollars, and it had nothing to do with selling dope. Mm, right, right, right. Like it was right. like, oh, we own piece of this, and my company, and all they talked about was business and business and business and business. And my business did this. We bringing two billion this quarter. I'm like, yo, that's a lot of money yeah. to say no dope ain't involved in this. All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now, let's get back to the show. Right, right. Because right. I had a mindset that told me if you ain't selling dope up, you ain't hustling, you ain't really getting no money. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. when I saw this, I was like, oh, that's crazy. And now it became, you can own a piece of this. No doubt. That's what it was. When the stock, when I understood that when you buy stock in a business, you are necessarily buying a small piece of that business now becomes yours. Mm. So for me, it was, okay, I don't even got to start a business. I could just own a bunch of stock and I own the business. Right, right, right. You know what but, I'm saying? But, but th- those people on the TV didn't look like you, though, man. Like, what made, oh, you, what, what made you think that you could get into that game and be a player? Well, it was, it, was, it was easy. So the more I looked at it, the more I went to understanding it. Okay. The more I looked at it, and like, the more I listened to them talk, I would be like, yo, I wear that. Yo, you know, I would go there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. You know, like everything they talked about, it wasn't like they were saying something foreign. Okay. They were talking about things I saw around me every day, all day when I was in the street. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is what it Walgreens. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> right. What? Radio right. Shack. Right. What? Ah. <laughs> you know, these are places like I'm like, yo, is that easy? Yeah. So, you know, I come home, um, I'm back in the streets, man. Um, and I remember I was in, um, I was living in Baton Rouge, which is like an hour away from New Orleans. Um, when I first came home, okay. I was going to college out there. I was going to college out there and, uh, I was selling X pills and shit out there, man. And then I had a car, I had a Grand Prix, my first car when I came home and the car broke down. Okay. And I was like, yo, I got to go back to New Orleans because I can't be somewhere where I'm not from and can't have a car. I right. can't maneuver. Right. right, so I go right. back, I come back home, you know, and, and shit, I got back in the hood, you know, whoa, what's that, family? Are you back, you home? I'm home, man. Like, it was, it's back like we never loved, you know Right, 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 right. Um, And so, I'm not going to lie, as I was hustling and I was out maneuvering and, you know, it, you know, little things would come to me along the way, like, damn, you know, I, I remember I heard about that in the pen, you know, about reading about stock market, this, all right, cool, but I never took it serious. But then, like, as I started making more money, I was like, okay, I need to do something with this money. Mm. You know, like, there needs to be a transition with the money, okay. right? But then you get so caught up in the game to where you never truly make the transition. It's just like somebody who says they want to do something, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do right. it tomorrow. You know, the, I'm going to do it tomorrow syndrome. For sure, right? for sure, 100%. You know so I'm going to like, do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And before I know it, my dog got kicked in. Mm. You feel me? Now my dog okay. got kicked in. Boom. Okay. I'm I'm like, oh God. Okay, now this a whole this a, I'm not even worried about those stocks. Now nah, we got a whole nother issue right. going on. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For so sure. my dog get kicked in, man. Eight pounds, ten bands, a hundred X pills, pint of lean, half an ounce of good, a two twenty-three, a forty with extended clip on the beam. Man, I'm like, yo, it's over. Man. Whew. Like it's over. You know what I'm saying? It's over with for me. <sighs> Had money, though. Had some bread, man. My lawyer, John Fuller. Shout out to my guy, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he come, he's like, be like a big brother to me right now. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we got to find our guilty on that, man. Um, it took us two years. Um, that was 2010, 2012. We got to find our guilty. I was fighting another charge at the same time. Um, 2014, that charge got overturned. The crazy part is, while I'm doing that, I tell myself, okay, so we can't hustle on the block no more. 
So we just gonna start robbing those dealers. Mm. Like this, this the play. Right. Like this, this the play because we can't hustle on the block no more. Right. Like that, we can't do that. And so I was like, all right, cool. That's the play. Like, and my mind was like, well, I'm willing to take I'm, whatever it come with this. I'm with it because I'm I'm wired and registered a certain way. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's like, I, you know, like I, my, I can't I can't trap this way no more. I'm hot. You know what I'm saying? My connect he don't even want to rock me no more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it ain't yeah. that I ain't loyal, you, but I'm hot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, child, you free, you hot right now. I'm like, all right, I ain't even tripping. I know the play already. All right, cool, we're going to do something else then. Like, because okay. one thing about a hustler, man, even if one product stops, you just going to switch product. There you you go. going to switch the, you know, the game plan going to switch. You know what I'm saying? So That's a fact. When I got into that, man, I ain't going to lie. That was like kind of like, all right, like, let's do something spread right quick. Like, yo, we making 10. So now it's instead of me waiting, you know, two, three days to make a pack, like, I'm getting a pack in like two minutes. Okay. Two, three minutes. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming up on 10, 15 bands. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, all right, cool, let's make a play. So that's when I kind of, like, got back on it. You know, I was like, all right, let's make some plays right here. Let's do some things right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I used to tell my partners in the street, like, man, we about to go to the club, son? All right, cool, but check it. You got them Fendi's on. You got them Gucci's on. You know you're going to own that on the stock market, huh? <laughs> okay. But look at me like, what are you talking about, son? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> What are you talking like, about? What's, what's wrong with this dude over here, man? He talking crazy, man. You know, like I'm telling y'all, man, like, man, all us got iPhones, man. We can own Apple. And they like, man, get free, man. Somebody get free, man. He tripping. <laughs> right. But when you start doing something, you, again, repetition, I'm always doing it. I'm always saying, like, man, because at this time I had an E Trade account. I'm like, man, look, I'm about to put my money on E Trade, dog. Like, this is what I'm about to do, you know? Okay. And then it became apparent to do, so I switched the message. It was like, bro, look. I'm fighting a charge. You fighting a charge. You fighting a charge. You just be the charge. Check this out. If we got money in the stock market, fam, and we go get locked up, when we come home, that money done triple for us. Right. Now we ain't got to get it out the mud. That started kind of being like, oh, that's different. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then it was also like, man, if we go lay down or we get smashed or something, because these are the realities with the life we live in. Right. If this happens to us, then at the same time, we can give our kids this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And if we can do that, then we, you know, we good. So it's kind of like me rationalizing the lifestyle with the with what we're doing. You feel what I'm saying? Understood. And Understood. So, and so at that point, you know, it, it made sense. Um, and, and that was it. That's how we started. That's how we got this thing going, man. So, so when you first got started, um, were you like, were you day trading? Like, what was what was your strategy for trading when you first got your E-Trade account and all that? Like, what were you doing? Nah, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I never was. So I do a little trading right now, here and there. And, you know, even through my, I've always, because the guy, and that was one of the things he told me. Buy and hold, man. Buy and hold. Get okay. something that's going to pay you forever without you working. You know what I'm saying? You want your money to, see, and the thing about that is simple. Don't get me wrong, even with flipping houses and real estate, flipping cars, flipping whatever, that's still you being active for the bread. Okay. Right? And so for me, it was always, I don't want to work for it. Right? right. I want to do the initial work. And mm. then after that, I wanted to do whatever. I want it to work for me. Got you. I don't want to have to put in the work. So once I'm sitting here reading and doing this, that's me doing the work. That's the due diligence I got to do. But after that, once I say execute, man, that's that's now you working for me. So you sharpening the axe and, and you cutting cut one time. One shot. Boom. Yeah. Done deal. It's over with. Work for me for the rest of my life. 
No doubt, no doubt. So, yeah. so, so, if you had to explain, so I mean, because there's a lot of people. I mean, everybody kind of knows what the stock market is, right? Um, but there's a lot of people who don't really understand it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of numbers, a lot of bells and whistles, right. a lot of things going on. If you had to explain like what the stock market is, let's say to 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 a six year old or a seven year old, right? How how would you explain it? How would you simplify it? The, the simplest way for me to say is, this is where you can take your money put it into the products that you like to use and now they work for you. Mm. Got you. Simple. Got you. Simple. Ownership no is the key to wealth. Ownership is the key to wealth. Take your money in the same place you like to spend your money, then you go own that business and now that business pays you. Simple. No, no doubt. Now, super simple, bro. And uh, 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 is there anything that you applied from, from, from the streets that, that you applied to your techniques when, when, when you're actually trading, when you're actually Everything. Looking? Everything. Talk, talk, talk about Everything. some of that. So, uh, so one of the things I enjoyed doing in the street was before I ever even got a package or put it back in the street, the process of breaking it down. Okay. Breaking it down, bagging it, putting it back in the street, and then making a transaction. Okay. Right? I understood that. I love that process. See, you got to love. A lot of times what happened with people on their journey is they want the end result first. Right. Right. Instant gratification. Yeah. What it takes to get there. They don't, they don't want the nine months of the pregnancy. They just want the baby. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? I dig it. So for me in the streets, I enjoy that. Like I got a thrill when I would go meet the plug, get the pack, have our conversation. Right. Go back to the crib. I got to drive back. I got to make sure nothing happened. Get to the crib, open it, smell it, taste it, you know, do what I do, break it down. You're like, ooh, instead of me getting, you know, five bands all this, I was able to stretch it to 52. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, that process was dope for me. So, I'm going to be real. For me, researching the business is the same thing. Okay. I get the business. First, I find something I like. Then, I break it down who the owner is, how much money they make, you know, what was the business like when he bought the business? Uh, what's the revenue? What's the cash flow? What's the dividend? What they, like, I break it down. I need to know that because just like having a, just like me having a trap house at 16, one of the most important things was not how much money came in, but how much money I was able to keep after it was all said and done. Mm, got you feel you. me? Feel so you. for me with a business, it's, it runs and operates the same way. How much of this money am I able to keep after it's all said and done? Got you. And where so that was, that's important to me. And where are you going to do this research? Man, we could go. We could go many places. We can. One of the main places I like to go is either Edgar, which is a securities position, or I would like to go to actually the business itself. There's no better place than to go to the business itself. Actually, go or physically go to, the, to the business. Okay. Go to the business. Go to the investor relations page. Go to that business. Like when I bought Shay Shack. I literally, and it's one of the business I own, is digging in the ass whoop right now. I would <laughs> okay. go to Shake Shacks and see how the business is being run. I would go in there, see what's going on, because they're they're in the field with McDonald's. Okay. Right? It's just like the streets. Before you hop on the block, you gotta see who playing. You know what I'm saying? You gotta see who playing, you gotta see who the competitors are. Like before I jump on anybody block, before I go on anybody set, I gotta see who trapping, who big right. dog is, who OG is, right? Right. And if I could get if I can get in on that OG pass, like what's good, OG? 
with the business and woo, woo, or if I gotta come in this bitch, I'm like lay it all down. <laughs> right, you right. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever right. the cut, whatever the play be, but you gotta always respect what's going on around you. So even when I'm investing, I'm trying to ask myself the same question. But yeah, man, so you know, you just gotta understand all of those components. Right? right. And so even when you're investing, that's something too. So if I invest in a business, I'm asking myself, what position do they play on this set? Are they the big dog? Are they the young buck? Are they the OG? Like what they doing? They trying to are they trying to take over the block? Like mm. what position they playing? And so I figure that out when I'm listening to their earnings calls. And this is when a company has to report how much money they make, what they did this last quarter. So now what I get to do is because this it, they're all public businesses, right? In order to be on the stock market, you have to be a public company. Right. So now what I get to do is I get to listen to the company that I like and I get to look at the competitors. Okay. And so when I listen to what they doing, when I listen to what this company doing, when I listen to what this company doing, now I can say, okay, this big dog. Mm. Okay, fast food industry, McDonald's, you big dog. Right. Right? You big dog. But Chipotle is a business that I love and I was able to get it because the market just went down. Right. Right? Or you run it, you run it up. Mm. People don't know it, but you run it up. Because mm. you're in the league by yourself. So you're not going to take over the fast food industry, but you're a marquee player in the game. So right. you may be, McDonald's may be the big dog with the blow, but Chipotle, you got the dog food. There you, you know go. what I'm saying? I got so it. So I'm cool. As long, I need to understand who the players are in the game and where I'm at, and I can position myself like that. So those are some, and that's just a few things, you know. I, now I can dig it. I, I can dig it. I can <laughs> dig it. What, 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 let, me, let me ask you this. What position do you like to play from? Like, do you like to go with the big dog, or do you like to go with the runner-up? Or do you like to oh. go with the guy that's not even, you know, they're just poking their head out a little bit, but right. you see some potential there. Right. So it depends on, like, where I'm at. I'm not going to lie. Like, when it, it depends on what industry I'm going in. Okay. So, for instance, um, Amazon would be a big dog. Right. Right? Right. I want that. I got that. I own that. My daughter owns that, right? Okay. Then I bought um, Chipotle, right? So, Chipotle, we know in that in McDonald's would be, like, big dog. Right. Right. But what people don't know is Chipotle is a spinoff of McDonald's. They were once a partner with McDonald's. They split and then Chipotle became its own entity. Mm. Right. So mm. they're they're big dog, but they're not Sosa. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 you know right, what right. I'm saying? For sure. So I love that position. But then you got Shake Shack would be like a bro a body on a wire. You know mm. what I'm saying? Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's he up and coming. Boy. Corner boy, yeah. Coming. yeah. So I you know, I play it from it depends on which sector I'm in and what I'm looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if I know somebody got it maxed out, I'm one with them. The reason why you really don't want a big dog, me personally, is because if I get a big dog in certain sectors, like if I was to get um, let's just say McDonald's, I bought it for my daughter, but I wouldn't buy it for myself because I know there's no growth there. Okay. Right. So it's gonna grow slow. Like, you know, he's going to make money. They're going to make money. They're going to increase. But there's no real growth there. I'll give that to my daughter. But mm. I'll take the Shake Shack because I'm willing to say I'm all in. And if things go how it's supposed to go, then boom, we're going to, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So it's being able to balance out. What, that's why you got to analyze 
what sector and what industry you going in, and then you analyze the plays. That's why this is like the street to me, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's chess all day, everything. I love the game, man. I'm like Mitch, man. I love the game. <laughs> no yeah. doubt, no doubt. When, 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 when do you think it's time to, 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 to bail out? When do you think it's time to what, – what, what are some of the things you start looking for in the stock when it's time to start selling off? Um, so normally I'm not the sell-off type, but when okay. I do sell-off is because um, – it could be one. It could be one of three things. So one, it can be if I bought a company at a certain price, and I'm eighty to ninety percent over the price while I purchase it at. Okay. Right? You know okay. what I'm saying? So at that point, the company is now overvalued. It's oversold. Right? It's overbought. I mean, so if a company is overbought, then I can take some. I can take some of that profit off the table. Right? I can take some of that profit off the table. Then use that profit to now start a position with a, with somebody else somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You know yeah, it makes saying? sense. It makes sense. Um, another thing you will want to do if you want to sell a business, man, is if you saw the business declining, right? So if you saw the business having like three full quarters of consecutive declines in revenue and in profit, something ain't right right there, mm. right? So that may be a sign you need to come up out of there. Um, if the business is always, if that industry in itself is declining, um, that may be a sign to come up out of there. Um, you know, things like that are usually like, all right, it's time to go, man. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, you know, because you're an owner, right? And so you would look at the business as if you were a, a were a owner. If you are an owner of a business or you are a partner with somebody on a business and you've been with the business 10 years, but the last two years, they're not showing signs of turning it around and they decrease. Come on, it's time to rock. Right, right. It's time right. to come up out of there. <laughs> that's a, that, now, that's a fact. That's a fact. What do you think about penny stocks? So, a lot of people always ask me about it, <laughs> right? I'm going to be real. I personally, I'm not on the Wolf of Wall Street thing. Okay. Right? I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not with that. I don't suggest them to people. Um, but also, I know people like taking the wild ride. So, I'll say that if you do rock with penny stocks, they should be no more than 5% of your portfolio. That way, if it hit, it's, a, it's one of those things where if it hit and it go right, you come out like a you come out like a fat cat, <laughs> right, but it, right, right. if it if it goes sideways or if it go wrong, you only lost five percent and you ain't trip on it anyway, mm. right? Tails I win, heads I win, tails I don't lose that much. I'm cool with that, right? You know right. What I'm saying? Got you, got you. What, what what when do you think is the right time for someone to start investing? Like how much money should they have put put to the side, or how much of their income should they invest? Like talk to me a little bit about that. All right, so um, the best time to invest is now. Okay. 100%. The best time is now. Um, when it comes to money, so everybody's financial situation is, is completely different. Okay. Like everybody's financial situation is completely different. So what happens is when it comes to how much you can invest, man, you can, you can buy stock shares at at and or something for like $36. You can buy shares at Under Armour for like $19. So whatever you can afford. So one of the things I love about human nature and human mindset is simply this, whatever you see progress in, you tend to stay with, right? So the more you invest in it, you start with $25 a week, right? You can afford $25 a week. What happens is after two, three months of that $25 a week, you'll be like, yo, I think I could do $40. Right, right. Right, then after two weeks of that, you'll be like, you know what? I think I could do $60. You know right. what I'm saying? And then after six, you're like, you know what? I could do 100 I could do right. 100 a week. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's not about where you start. It's about starting, right? 
you, it, uh, it's a saying that uh, great things can only happen once you start the process. Mm. If you never start to do great things, you never start the process, then it's all just a dream. Right, right. What I'm hearing, and it's yeah. all just a dream, it's all just a side. So um, it's all about where you start. Um, where you start and then starting is more important than how much you start with. I, mm. think, I think people let that kind of um, bog them down. Like, I don't have enough. Yes, you do have enough. Right. You have enough right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And Snapchat costs $14. You could have got Snapchat for $14. And in the beginning of the year, and I think March before all this happened, it got up to like $18. You know what I'm saying? If you got it last, you could have got it at $7. And then coming into February, it was up to $14. You, mm. done, you know what I'm saying? That's a lick. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you tell right. me you can't afford six dollars. You know right. what I'm saying? Six dollars, you buy ten shares, that's what sixty dollars. You can't afford that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You spend more than that. We spend that getting our haircut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Nice grooming, that's that's all that all this plus what you're gonna get for the tip. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's not about how much you start with, it's about starting. And then you build on those positions, you know, from there. When you started swimming, you ain't started twelve feet, you started in three feet. Right. Maybe a kiddie pool. You know, but gradually you go to three feet, you go to six feet, you go to five, you go to 12 feet. Now you're swimming in the ocean, you know, jumping off boats or whatever your case may be. So it's not, again, it's not about how much it's about starting and then right. we add from that position. Right. Yeah. I think the perception is that you have to have a certain amount of yeah. wealth or money to get started. Like, now I'm not going to put five dollars in a stock right. what, what's what's that going to do for me like you right. said you you go and do something stupid with that money so you you might as yeah. well so so to get started what, what do you suggest for people to do just open up like a e-trade account or yeah, you yeah, know yeah. so um a lot of people always ask me like how do i get started like what do i get started so the 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 good replies if you want just something that's user friendly for people, right? Um, I would definitely say like your Robinhood. Like I wouldn't recommend your stash and your other Robinhood or maybe M1 Finance are like two great places to start. Um, just so you can get acclimated to how the markets work, what's going on, buying, selling. You know the the bare bones of what you need is there. But then I will want you, and this is what I teach my students do, man. Transition. Like, get, while you open an account, open you up a TD Ameritrade account. Open you up a Charles Schwab account. Open up one of these accounts. So while you're doing that, you can also learn this. See, the problem is we are lazy learners. Mm, mm. Like, we're real lazy when go, it comes go, to learning. Go into something. that. What's a lazy yeah. learner? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, we, see, we lazy learners. See, we're not willing to put in the work the what it takes to learn something, right? And also, we scared to lose something. And the, the loss is not a loss unless you quit. The loss is only and merely a lesson for you to get better, mm. right? I'm not going to sit here and tell you every time I pick a stock, that big go through the roof. When I first started, I was just throwing money everywhere, and I was losing all kind of money, right? Right, But right, it right. took me to do that to be like, oh, why did I lose this? Oh, well, because when I was reading this, I didn't understand that. You know what I'm saying? That's what made me start reading. See, when you put your money into something, you got to take that serious. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> like, a fact. I take my money serious. Yeah, real serious. Yeah, even though it's only a tool, I take it serious because if I don't use my tool right, it's only gonna make somebody else better. Yeah, you feel me? If I don't use my hammer right, then I'm gonna give it to you. Fam, you gonna take that same hammer and build a mansion? I'm looking at it like, well, I couldn't do that. It's because no I ain't maximize my hammer and my nail. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
So one of the things I would say, yeah, you know, start your Robinhood account, you know, start your M1 Finance account, start your Acorns account. But from that point, you know, we should be saying, how do I scale? How do I get to a bigger brokerage that's going to give me more tools? The TD Ameritrade, your Fidelity, your Charles Schwab's, like they have tools that are created for you to be a better investor. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's there for a reason. Got it's there you. for a reason. And, so and you want that. And when people get started, like what sectors do you think they should look in? Do you think they should look at things that they, that they wear, that they enjoy on a daily basis? Or should they look at precious metals? Or like where should they start? Because there's so much, you know, on the market. Yeah, so much you know, noise going on. Yeah, so much noise going on. But one of the things I think people should do when they start is there's this thing called index funds, right? Okay. Um, so index funds are a, a group of companies. So if you own the S&P 500 index, you will own 500 companies in one stock. Right, so the S&P is an index, and you have the Dow Jones index. So index funds are a great way to start because what happens is it, 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 it enables you to get your feet wet okay, um, and get acclimated to how the market works, either index funds or ETFs. Okay. Right? And so ETFs are a specific group of businesses that operate the same way or sell similar products. So you want to get into telecommunications. So let's say you wanted to invest in AT&T or Verizon or something like that, or Sprint, and you didn't know which one you wanted to get. Well, you can get the ETF, the telecommunications ETF, and it'll have AT&T, Sprint, Verizon, T-Mobile, and probably like six or seven other ones in there. So now you own the whole telecommunications industry. Mm. Right, or let's say you wanted to get into the marijuana industry, you like, man, I don't know which marijuana company I want, but I feel like marijuana gonna boom. Well, instead of you buying one, you can buy an ETF called YOLO or an ETF called MJ, and now you own maybe 12, 13 marijuana businesses at one time. So right. ETFs allow you to buy a specific sector that you want while an index fund allows you to buy multiple stocks all over the place, but in one stock. So that's a great place to start. And mm. then the next thing you will want to do if you want to start, it was maybe to buy blue chip companies, companies that have been around for a long time, that pays a dividend. There, there won't be a lot of uh, going up and down, uh, like a lot of movement going with it. So you're not going to wake up tomorrow and then McDonald's is just like out of business or something. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and AT&T is out of business. You're right. not going to wake up tomorrow and Walmart or Johnson & Johnson are out of business. Right. right? Or provides or something like that. So these blue chip companies are great ways for investors to start too because there isn't a lot of risk involved. So blue chips, index, and ETF funds are a great way to start. Got you. Dope, dope, dope. All right. So, I mean, everybody knows right now we're in some trying times, man. Um, yeah. You know, just last week, I think it was, we were in a bear market, right? Everything yeah. was 20% down. That's the first time yeah. we're like 12 or 14 years or something like that. Yeah, 12, uh, 11 going on 12. Yeah. All right. So when that happened, what, 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 what did you, what, what was the first thought that came to your mind? Look at the companies I've been looking for. They on sale. Okay. Okay. They on sale. Everything that I've been wanting is on sale. Um, I, and, and so <laughs> that's the dope thing about, um, the stock market. What I love is when things like that happen, man, we get to get assets on sale, man. Right. Right. Like we run, we run to the store for black Friday, um, Amazon day, you know, everybody get on their computer and we all love Amazon. Yeah. The stock market going to sell. Everybody go the other way. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what we doing? Right, you know right, 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 right. You know, so for me, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm about to get these assets on sale. So what were some of the things that you, you've, been, uh, you've been eyeing for a little while that you were like, man, it's, 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 it's time. It's, it's time to go. Oh, I bought two things for sure. I put about $12,000 into um, Chipotle and um, Boeing. Okay. Um, yeah, it was two big companies. Uh, I had literally been watching Chipotle for, Chipotle for about four years. I missed it um, for the E. coli scare when the E. coli thing mm, happened in uh, yeah. 2014. Um, I didn't get it because I just had a lot of stuff going on. Um, and I watched that was and I if you can listen listen to old podcasts I've did I've always said if I can ever get my hands on some Chipotle <laughs> now the stock was at like nine hundred dollars and I'm and I want people to understand this it wasn't too expensive price wise it was too expensive price to value wise you feel what I'm saying gotcha it's like you go and buy a pair of shoes that's you know it's worth. $200, but now they, uh, they selling them for 500 You're like, bro, them shoes is not worth that much. <laughs> right, right. Like, nah, I want them, but not for no $400. i will get, get them for $200. I'll get them. Right. Um, so I was like, man, and I was kicking myself in the tail because I was like, I watched it go from 400 to 900 right? And I was like, mm. oh, man, mm. this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was when I was really, like, punching myself up. Um, and so that was number one on my list. When the market was going down, I was just watching it. I was just like, all right. What, what's, so, what, what's so attractive about Chipotle to you? Well, because the business is real special. So they were already a spinoff from McDonald's, mm-hmm. right? So they already had like good fundamentals, right? And whether they, then they, they niched themselves down to something even more specific. What they did was, they did something special. So what they did was they started marketing to the farmers in in the proximity of where every Chipotle restaurant is. Okay. So every day they get fresh vegetables, right? So you may be like, nah, that ain't really nothing. Well, there's no other restaurant that you can go to that gets fresh vegetables every day mm, got you right got so you. what i'm doing is i'm not looking at it from a consumer mindset right i'm looking at it from the investor's mindset okay and see that's the transition we gotta make in order to build wealth you gotta speak a different language right the information that you learn is the fertilizer to your money mm. The information right. that you learn is the fertilizer to your money. 100%. Okay. okay. Right? Because what happens is once you intake the information, you can now put your money in places to make it grow because you speak a different language. See, the language unlocks the doors. The language unlocks it because if I'm sitting here to you and I'm, if, if I'm talking about, so the podcast is Truck and Hustle. So immediately that tells me trucking is your language. Right. Right? Right. I can't speak your language, so I can't unlock the keys to that door because I don't know about trucking. So I got to learn that language. So once I learn that language, now we can have a dialogue. And Mm. now I can use your knowledge to unlock that key, you know, to unlock that door. Boom. And once I get into that door, 
right? I learn a new language on trucking because they don't have one level to it. Right. Right. I right. learned that. I learned now. I learned the CEO language, right. and then now I learned the big store language. So every level has a different language. So once you learn the language, it start unlocking doors. The problem is again, it goes back to us being lazy learners. The only language that we know is the consumer language. Mm. Right. And so no because doubt. that's the only language we know, because that's the only tongue that we understand, we will forever be consumers. That's a fact. You feel me? We will forever be consumers. So for me, once I realized that, I was like, yo, that's crazy. Like that's called, a, like in the investing world, that's called a moat, right? It's called a competitive edge. Like that's what you look for. You look for business that have a competitive edge. What makes my business better than the other businesses in this industry, mm. right? What makes me better, right? And I was like, yo, that's some gangster. That's, that's gangster. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, so nobody can't duplicate this? And the thing is, nobody... People don't know how they, do, like, it costs a lot of money to do that. Right. But this is what we know about business, right? The value that you bring to your customers, they give it back to you tenfold. That's a fact. Right? You get lifetime customers. Right? You get lifetime customers. And what do we know? People love being consumers, man. I'm, this is the investor's hat. Mm. People love being consumers, man. They love that. So what makes, what makes a person a good consumer? Easy. I come into your store. I have good food. You have good food. You have hospitality, you have fresh vegetables or fresh ingredients for me every day. Right. I can leave here with a, a, a sense of satisf- satisfied or a lifetime customer. That's Prime example, Chick-fil-A. Mm. They have lifetime customers. Oh, man, you ain't lying, bro. Like, why? It's that, that customer service, man. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. The, the, see, that's what you look for. When you <laughs> yeah. in, see how you hit it on the head? <laughs> right. See how you hit it on the head? That's what you look for when you get a business. Yeah. You look for a business, you say, what we'll make this business stick out? When I say Chick-fil-A, immediately, customer service. Right. You don't even talk about the food they have. Right. The you you, you know whether you in Maryland or Maine, they say, in my pleasure. You know what I'm Bingo. saying? It, it, it's me? culture, customer service, 100%. <laughs> 100%. 100%. So that's what we look for when we look for businesses, man. We're looking for businesses that have this competitive edge that not edges them, that blows them away from their competitors. Mm. And so when you find a business that has that type of competitive edge, you want that. Dope. And for Dope. me, Chipotle, Chipotle had that. And I was like, I need that. Dope. Dope. So when that, when that fucker dropped to 425, man, I swallowed that thing. You, you was that. on it. You was on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and look, that. the next day it was up to 555. Two days later it was up to 666. Wow. Wow. Feel me? I feel you, bro. I feel, <laughs> I feel you. All right, so 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 check it out. So now you've now you've moved into becoming an educator, right? Now mm. you're now you're educating other people on the things that you, you know you've learned. Um, why did you want to do that? What 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 made you want to step into into the light and 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 become an educator in 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 this field? So uh, I'm gonna be dead as honest. It wasn't even my. It wasn't even what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine. Well, you know, at first I was getting my homies in the hood on it. Like I was talking to them about it. You know, they was on it. They was feeling it. You know, they started buying into it. Yeah. And it became a conversation amongst us. And my goal was, I'm not going to lie, if I can get other hustlers to think like this, yeah, I can change the conversation that's being held in the streets. Right. It wasn't about nothing else but going to other street dudes like myself saying, man, check this out, 
right? Like, you don't got to have a, you know, because what happens is we think the only way out, I'm going to be real, is, you know, think about what the average street dude going to do when they get a little bread. I'm going to start a car wash. I'm going to start a wing spot. I'm going to do a barbershop. Or I'm going to just try to get some real estate. Right. Right? But the real estate part is the, is the higher part for us in the streets. Like, man, bro, I got to go get all this money to get this real estate. Right. So for me, it was like, it's a low entry price. Bro, like, bro, we go to the wing spot every day and spend $20, $50 at the wing spot. Every, we don't got 99 cent wings seven times a day, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, in mm. New Orleans, we go get a, you go to the daiquiri spot three times a day, man. Go get some daiquiri. Go get a daiquiri, son. Huh? All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, we going to the, we going to the, we going to spend that money all the time. Right. Let's take that money and make that money work for us. So once that was the initial message. Um, and that worked. And then a friend of mine, I always shout out, man, her name was Akila. Um, she had this business called Edge Entity. She out, she from New Orleans, but she lived in Memphis. Okay. And one day, 2018, she called me on the phone. She was like, free. And I just made a million dollars. I said, what? <laughs> I just made a million dollars. All right. I made a million dollars. And it wasn't at one time, but it was in a, like, you know, in a few months through her business, right? Okay. And I was like, you serious? Yeah. She was like, yeah, man. So we on the phone, we talking and we talking. And then and she tells me how um, her financial advisor, like messing her money up. Like in the stock market, she was like, man, I don't understand it. I'm like, man, what's she doing? Oh, what, what's she doing? She was like, man, she got me invested in this, this, and this. And but I don't even know what's going on. I'm like, man, let me see, man. I'm like, man, the people taking your money anyway. <laughs> right. She was like, man, what you talking about? I'm like, man, the people taking your money, man. You don't know what the lady doing. I'll say, who care more about your money than you? Yeah. Nobody don't care more about your money than you. You, yeah. the people, you need to know what you're doing. Right. She's like, right, man, I don't right. understand this. I'm like, all right, let me see what you got. So I went to just talking to them, like, do, 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 running some numbers by telling her this. She was like, Boy, you need to you need to you need to teach people this. Cause mm. you just made me understand this, and I don't know nothing about this. I was like, man, you tripping? <laughs> you know, you like, man, whatever, man. Yeah, whatever. Right, right, right. Nobody ain't trying to hear this like that. I'm just right. You like, no, like, I'm serious. So I'm like, all right. And then one day I was talking to my partner. His name Greedy, and Greedy was like, I'm talking to Greed. I'm talking to Greed about something. He was like, he was like, free. He was like, dog, on a rail, you really a nerd and street nigga body. Bro. That's a fact. That's a fact. I was like, what, bro? He was like, nah, bro. He was like, you really a nerd and a street nigga body, dog. Like, the conversations that you be having, yeah. like, bro, that ain't normal for people. I'm like, Bruh, he was like, and I know it ain't no front because you talk about it all the time. Right, it's what you love. You got a passion like for you, it. Like you, he was like, bro, you need to, you need to start an Instagram, bro. Like you need to like start like talking to people about this. Okay, I was, I was like, you need to be something. <laughs> okay, so I remember going to Amazon, um, ordering a whiteboard. I got on the whiteboard, man. I still, ha- I still have the picture. I got on the whiteboard, and I just was like, what would I name the page? And I was like. Wall Street Travel. Mm. Like, mm. literally, that was the first name that came to my head. I'm sorry. Word. I, I wrote it on the board, Wall Street Travel. And I didn't know how I wanted to spell it. How right. I wanted to put it together. I was just like, all right, Wall Street Travel. 
what's the name of the business? So I circled the local and I was like, from the trap of Wall Street. Like it was it wasn't even hard, but it like right, just came I to you. Them, I call them God ideas, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote it down, boom, and on the board, I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? I'm like, sir, I said I need a logo, I need an Instagram page, I need a YouTube page, I need to get in the streets and talk to people. I used to go in the streets and give people flyers. Mm. Talk to people. Like, he go flyer to have a shirt. It had the trap house on it. One side was the trap house, one side was like a bank or something. It had a board, it was from the trap of Wall Street. Yeah. Just, I wrote on board everything I needed to do, man. And I promise you, man, uh, matter of fact, um, the 27th of this month made one year that I walked away from my job and started doing this 100%, man. That's crazy, bro. And that's and, and it shows how the page is slightly over two years old. I started in 2018. And you talking about we had like 132,000 mm. people in the community. Mm. I met so many dope people who I probably would I know I would have never met like you, my big brother Pocky, my people, Alex, the energy, my brothers Rashad and Troy. You yes, know, sir. met some dope ass men, man, some dope ass kings. Done helped thousands of people buy their first stock, man. Mm. And I just made a post in my Facebook group where I said, man, on Instagram where I said, I will forever be wealthy and it had nothing to do with money. Yeah. It's because if I helped you get one stock. If you got one stop from purchasing one of my courses, then I'm forever engraved in the legacy of your family. That's you will fact. always think about me. That's and a fact. that has nothing to do with money, fam. Mm, that's that's powerful, man. I'll be that's broke powerful. for the rest of my life because of that, man. That's powerful, man. For what, the rest what, of my life, man. What do you, yeah, what, so that's what, how I started it, man. What do you think it is about you that people resonate with, man? Um, the The... And so I can't speak from other people's point of view, mm-hmm. right? I can only say what I put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always me, man. Like, I ain't ashamed of it. You know, I, I'm going to tell you me before I even, before anything else. I'm going to tell y'all I've been to prison. You know, yeah, I did this. Yeah, I did that. I ain't perfect. I still work on some cursing. I got to get that right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Like, right. what, what happens is, People look at, and this is me. I think when people see me, they say, oh, I relate to him. Mm. Oh, that's my brother. Right. Oh, that's my uncle. Yeah. Uh, that's my daddy. Yeah. Uh, that's my that's my old man. Uh, or something like that. Oh, that's my cousin. That's, that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, it's, and, and it's, the crazy part is, with everything I've been through in my life, I'm not out here just mean mugging, over thugged out, like, Really and truly, bro, I'm happy. Right. The reason why I'm happy is, one, man, I ain't in the streets no more, man. So I ain't looking over my shoulder, man. I get to enjoy my daughter. I get to enjoy my family. I can have conversations like this. Yeah. You know, you know, I can help people learn from my experiences. I just thank God all the time, man, for using me as a vessel, man, for using me to be able to be my authentic self. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to dress up in nothing against it, but... You know, I don't got to dress up in the suit and ties all the time. You know, um, I don't got to dress up in the suit and ties, man. I can wear my Wall Street Trapper hat. I can wear my Wall Street Trapper shirt. You yep. know, and I can be chill. I can not have a haircut. I can have a haircut. It's all <laughs> That's a fact. And it's cool. You know what That's I'm saying? So it's because I, the growth happens without the change, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right? The, the growth happens. The mindset, the knowledge, the information, that has grown. 
but the morals, the character traits that that can't change. You know what I'm saying? The streets gonna always be in me. I'm from New Orleans, man. Like it's in me. I love this city. Right. But also, it allows me to travel. Like I went to Baltimore when I went with Troy. Them, I met Derek, the dude. He we come from like the same thing, but he got a food truck out there in the food industry out there, homie in Baltimore. Like we spoke the same language. Right. So this allows me to go to different hoods and different cities and different states and talk to travelers. And then they can say, "Man, put me on, fam. Like, yeah. Let's talk that. Let's talk that talk." You yeah. know what I'm saying? I can talk that talk, and then I ain't got the suit and tie on. I ain't go to Harvard. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I always say this real talk. I can learn the information that it takes to go to Harvard. Right? Yeah. If you take that person in Harvard or the stock market and put them in the hood, mm. they'll die. Mm. There it is. They'll die. There it is. So I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm all right. There it is. if I lost it all the day, I can, I, I'm still going to make sure we good. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? And because the game I've learned it has taught me how to survive and live. And if I lost it all, God forbid I do. Knock on wood. Like, but the survival, the survival instincts, the mechanisms, they're gonna trigger and then we're gonna get it all back. There you and go. I think that's what hustlers relate to. You know what I'm saying? Because people look at hustlers and they think that it's the money that's why you're in the streets. Nah, that ain't it. It has nothing to do with the money, it's the survival instinct of saying. Even though you take certain entrepreneurs, you say, man, you take away entrepreneurship. When you go back work a job, they'll be like, hell no. Right? That's the same thing I have with a hustle in the street. That's why I never tell hustlers. I'm not the one to say, bro, stop selling this. Stop selling that. You're a grown man, fam. You know the repercussions behind all that. But listen, let me put you on some game right quick. Mm. Yeah. Right? Let me put yeah. you on some game right quick. And if I can put you on some game and you're going to take that game, I did my job. That's a fact. That's I a did fact. my job. This was for hustlers, fam. This this was for trappers for real. No like, doubt. This was for real trappers, man. Like and everybody else who came along the journey, that's just a plus for me. Yeah. This was yeah. for real trappers for real, fam. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. I love it. What 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 has like what's one thing that mentoring other people has taught you about yourself that you probably didn't know before you started before you became a mentor? That I love people. Mm. Mm. That I love people. Go into that a little think. bit. So, so you got to think like when you're in the hood, when you're just coming up in the streets, when you're just coming up a certain way, like you always playing defense. So when you always playing defense, you can't have a love for people, right? Because everybody can be the potential person that helps you meet your untimely demise, mm. right? Like everybody could potentially be that. You know what I'm saying? Your own partner, he your dog, he your ace, boom, comb, but you getting 50 bands, you're going to be lunch to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. for real, for real. Like, right. that lawyer, every, man, I was taught something, man, a long time ago, when everybody might don't agree with me, man, everybody got a price, man. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody may don't agree with it, whatever, whatever, but everybody got a price. Right. You know what I'm saying? The people who didn't pay the price, the people who wasn't willing to pay the price, man, I see them, they're doing life sentences. I was one of them. Right, I was willing. Like when I when I went to court the last time, I was going to trial. The first thing they wanted me to do was like, even when I caught my ten years, who you was with, who, who, I was like, man, I'm good. Right. I remember getting beat up in the police station because I told the police man, your daughter gave it to me. They beat the piss <laughs> on me with that. Man, they beat the piss. I mean, they beat the piss oh, on me. With that man. Book, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you gotta ask yourself if you're not willing to pay the price. If you don't have a price, then you're willing to suffer. Ask yourself how many people willing to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. You know what I mean? People don't be willing to suffer. I so if you ain't willing to suffer, then you you got a price. 
So when I say that everybody got a price, I, you know, that's just, so you look at it like betrayal, betrayal can't come from somebody you don't know. Hmm. Right. Judas ain't Judas. It's not, it, it's not, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hit as hard. If it's not Judas, it has to be somebody close to you. Right. So because of that nature and because like my mom used to tell me, like, she'd be like, brother, how you can't be that cool. Cause I wasn't sympathetic to nothing. My daughter changed my life, man. My mom, my mom, everybody, like, bro, you too, you too cold hearted, but like, you can't be like that, fam. You know what I'm saying? When I had my daughter, it made me open up because I had to show love. I had to be compassionate. And then that was something I never got. Like, I don't know my daddy, man. I ain't met that dude, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't knew that dude. That dude reached out to me when he was on his dying bed. My mama called me like, yo, dude, I'm like my daddy. I'm like, man, tell that dude he could die, man. Mm. Like, I'm not about to go talk to him. He's not about to leave me with that type of. He on his dying bed. You, I'm 36. I'm 35 years old at this time. 34, 35. You get in touch with my mama because you on your dying bed. You trying to make amends with your own soul before you die. Man, I'm going to holler right. at you, man. You got to live with that, fam. I ain't about right. to live with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I lived my whole life. So everything I do with my daughter, the patience, the love, the like, I was like, that's the best version of me right there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Fact. That's the best version of me, right? That's the purest form of my life right there. Yeah. Man, I got to give her all of me, man. Yeah. I got to take my life to the next level. Mm. So I know God used me, bro. So when I started getting my message out, it was like, oh, I got to interact with people. Yeah. Oh, this oh, is this different right here. <laughs> A few times I was like, man, I'm not even about to do that. I don't like talking to people that much. Right. right? But what happened was I had the spiritual group have to come in. That's why I met Pocky from other states, man. That's my mm. big brother. Like okay. The spiritual connection that me and this man have, me and his wife have, bro, that shit fertilized me, man. It helped me grow. It helped me grow so many. We talk every day, bro. And that's when I started like, oh, all right. And I started being around people. And I'm like, okay, like, it ain't that bad. Now, I still got to decompress. Like, once I be around, I got, all right, that's awesome. Are you slightly introverted? Would you say you're introvert in some um, ways? Until you until you have to be Wall Street trapper? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Because yeah. I can sit in my crib and just chill and not even... Like, the quarantine thing doesn't bother me. <laughs> right. Because this is my life regardless. Right, right, right. I, right. I travel, and then when I come home, it's me and my daughter, I get me and my great aunt. Man, we, man I'm in here. We ain't got to do nothing. But yeah. it made me realize that I love people. Mm. Um, and it's in our nature to be around. So I had to take away some of the things that I was accustomed to from people, you know, and I had to say, okay, guide me, God. Like, show me, because my way ain't the way. If it's my way, we're going to be, we're going to deal with this situation completely wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. guide me and show me the right way. And if you guide me and show me the right way, I'm willing to say, this is what I'm going to do. You mm. know what I'm saying? And so it was saying that, you know, I got to be around people. And because I got to be around people, I'm cool with that because I know the message is bigger than me. Right. So anytime what happens is purpose is God given, leadership is God given. And I'm not I'm not the spiritual person like like you know, but it's a part of me. Purpose is God given, leadership is God given. So whenever you try to take the purpose out of what you're doing and you replace it with the money, then at that point you self-destructing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You self-destructing. Yes. So when you let your purpose lead you and you let that come from God, then man, you it, it helps you say, okay, this is what we're doing then. And that and that makes it simple. No doubt. That makes it easy for me, fam. Like, that makes it completely. That's simple. You know what I'm saying? I love that. I love that. So on the flip side of that question, what have you learned about people 
Now you learn that you love people, but what has your mentorship taught you about people? People need guidance. Mm. People need guidance. See what happens is we have been um, we have been force fed this dialogue, right? And the dialogue comes from uh, a source that puts us in a mindset where we are only a commodity. Right. And what I mean by that is, and it goes a little deeper, but the dialogue that we have been fed is beneficial for other people. Okay. And it isn't beneficial for us. And it's been fed to us for so long that we've been comfortable with being the worker. Mm. You know, I love my job. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whereas when somebody like me come around, so I'm going to give you this analogy before I get into that. There we go. Like when I was, and so, um, I used to call myself a runaway slave, right? Because I got away from the system. Okay. Right? And then what happens is, as a hustler, and as you're in the street, what happens is you get a taste of freedom, but you never can enjoy your freedom, right? Because you're always on the lookout for something. You always know that. You always feel that something um, is going to happen, right? right? You're always on the lookout. And it's just like a runaway slave. Like, you have a taste of freedom because you're not under master's whip no more. You're not under his you know, authority, but you're always on the lookout for the dogs, for the, the, the slave catchers, for the Uncle Tom, you're always on the lookout, right? And then um, when I got into entrepreneurship, legally, 100%, I like to say that I bought my freedom back. Okay. I was no longer a runaway slave because now I did what was necessary to buy my freedom. So what mm. happens is even as slaves, our people, the way the wealth were all was always ownership for us, right? So for every investment you make, you're supposed to be buying back some of your freedom. So entrepreneurship gave me legal entrepreneurship, transitioned me from a runaway slave to a free slave, mm. right? And what happens with people is people want to be free, just like slaves on a plantation. They want to be free, right? And they know it's out there, but they don't know how to attain it. And so there has to be people like yourself, like me, like um, Earn Your Leisure, like Pocky. There has to be people like us who say, this is the way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is the way. Right. Right? And once we attain it, we free some people, we come back and we get some more. Mm. Right? And it's the Underground Railroad. I'm going to show you the Truck and Hustle. Truck and Hustle going to see you to Earn Your Leisure. Earn Your Leisure going to see you, you go. here. There you right? go. It's the underground railroad. We're going to see the mobile home elite, right? We're going to keep sending people. We're going to keep sending people. So what happens is what I've learned about people is they want it. Now, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. We have been so accustomed to being misled. Hmm. So it's hard for us to really decipher who are the real leaders on this underground railroad. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Feel me? Yeah. We've been scammed. We've been misled. We've been all this. So now the people want to be led, but they're like, can I trust you? So I've had to learn to have patience when people are asking me so many questions. It's not because they don't really trust you. It's because they've been wounded so many times. Mm. Right? They've been wounded so many. They've been taken advantage of, whether it's from a job, whether it's from somebody that looked like you, whether it's from the boss who's saying, I can't pay you right now. Your check messed up. You'll get it whenever. Right? Right. We've been messed over so many times, so we hold on to that money. Like, can I really trust you with this money? Can you really free me, fam? And I got to be like, yeah, I can free you. (laughs) And they're like, how? So now I got to show you how I can free you. 
So I've learned that about us, man. I've learned that I have to be more patient with us, which is why you got to go. It has to be bigger than you. It has to be bigger than you because if not bigger than you, you'll be like, man, fuck this shit. I ain't doing this, man. <laughs> That's a fact. That's I'm a fact. I'm going to keep my knowledge. I don't got to teach all this, man. I don't got to do that. Yeah. Right? yeah. I can just do it for me and my daughter, and I can be completely good with the whole situation. Right. Right, right, right. But because because it's bigger than you, because it's purpose driven, you say, you know what? I got you. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Trust me and I got you. No doubt. You know no what doubt. I'm saying? So I, yeah, I, man. I, 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 I dig it, bro. I love that. So just just talk about it real quick. Your 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 mentorship. Um somebody who wants to connect with you and learn more. Um how 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 do they how do they connect with you? I so um most importantly, man. I'm on Instagram, man. Wall underscore street underscore trapper. Just like that. Wall underscore street underscore trapper. Um, my Instagram platform, man, I'm not going to lie. I'm super active. Put out a lot of dope content just so people can understand what's going on so they can kind of grasp the idea. Um, I, but from there, that's the free content. I'm also on YouTube. Um, Wall Street Trapper. I think right now we have about 15,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, I'm in a process now because we're in quarantine. Um, (laughs) I'm about to be just sitting down recording a bunch of YouTube content because I've been sleeping. Um, But the emergence of the brand on Facebook, I mean on Instagram has went so crazy. I'm like, I even got 133,000 people over there. Now let's shift to YouTube, man. Let's let's get into this YouTube world and go harder. Um, But when it comes to my products and services, um, I have Trap University. Uh, so Trap University is where my course is at. We got beginners courses. We got intermediate courses. Beginner course, welcome to the trap. Um, immediate course is called Wall Street Trapping. Um, we have courses in between, jumping off the porch, setting up the trap house. I got the private Facebook group. Um, we now have about 1,075 people in the private Facebook group, which is mm. dope. Nice. Um, yeah, we yeah we Congrats, growing, bro. Congrats. That's, that's super yeah, dope, bro. Growing. Yeah, it. we growing. Um, I just actually posted something on Instagram where somebody was just saying how they appreciate, you know, what what the value that I'm giving. You know, some people sometimes people don't understand that you pour, you pour, you pour, you pour into people, and what really rejuvenates you is someone saying, "And I appreciate you." That's a fact. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even about the money. It's somebody saying, and I appreciate what you're doing, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we got that going. And then um, my website, wallstreettraveling.com. That's where the ebook set um, um, in the private consultation and all that. So, you know, it's multiple different ways to get at me, man. For sure, for sure, man. No doubt, no doubt. And, and as we kind of wrap up the show, I always ask my guests, to give a final thought. You've been dropping so much jewelry all over the place, but <laughs> we, we, we got to wrap it up with one final thought for the people, man. Coming from Wall Street Trapper himself, man. Give, give, give him a final thought, a final um, takeaway. Something I ought to say is, man, check this out, man. We're in a time right now, man, it's the biggest world transfer of history of any of our time because some of us wasn't around for the 1929 crash. Some of us wasn't um, financial literate in 2008 when the mortgage crashed. Some of us wasn't on game in 2001 when 9-11 happened. So increase your knowledge on financial literacy and let you be the last generation to have to get it out the mud, man. 
and you mm. be the first generation millionaire, man. That's what I got to say, man. Be the last generation that have to get it out the mud. Be the first generation millionaire, man. She bought a wash she traveled for sure, for sure. Yo, I love it, man. And I just want to thank you, man. Just, I want to go on record, man. When we first connected in ATL, man, right. like, like this brother is exactly who he, who he says he <laughs> is, man. The, the, the sure. love, you know what I'm saying? I greeted him. He gave me a hug. He was like, yo, I right. heard about you. Yo, it's right. little, And he told me this. He said, whatever you need, whatever right. you need, I got you. And this is coming right. from a brother who doesn't even know me. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, and, 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 and that right there, man, I mean, that just set the tone. And, and we've been building, and I appreciate that, man, so much. You yeah. know what I'm saying? For sharing yeah. your, your platform with me, um, it, it's super dope, man. And, and just keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on being yourself and keep on, yeah. you know, lead, leading the way, man. We appreciate sure, you. Man. We, we need you out here, bro. I appreciate you, man. You already know for me, man, more than money. And I keep saying it out. And I don't want people to think that it's, it's just a saying, right? Like, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. Money is, is, is a tool, but it's other thing that's more important for me, and that's relationship equity, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Building that relationship, man. That's what gives – if you went broke today or tomorrow, man, one of the important things that help you get back is the relationship that you have. You That's know what I'm fact. saying? So for me, somebody had already told me, shout out to my, my brother and my sister, Pocky, man. He had already was like, man, Truck and Hustle podcast, man. Like, dude, pay us homage. She always tell us if it wasn't for us, with the woo. And, and he always said, like, man, he a good guy. He a good dude because that's how we vibrate. Like, I don't – like, I vibrate on a higher frequency. So if you ain't got a higher frequency, I ain't really trying to vibe with you. So because somebody who I love yeah. had already, like, put your name on the dinner table. Like, yo, he can have a conversation with us. And then when I met you, it was high frequency. Yeah, Troy Rashad was like, oh, oh yeah. So immediately it was like, what's good, man? Like, what's up, fam? Like, whatever yeah. I can do, man, to help you, whatever I can do to... And any knowledge I can give you, man, what's mine is yours because it takes nothing from me to feed my brother, man. That's what's up, man. And big shout to Packy and Sandy. Yeah. That's yeah. my peoples right there. I, 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 I can't say enough about them, man. Everybody know how much Family. love I love I got for them. Big Family. shout to Earn Your Leisure. They're paving, paving the way in this podcast game. You know what I'm saying? I started my podcast about six or seven months after they started. And right. what they're doing, man, they just opening up doors. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They they trailblazing, knocking down doors, and, and they, they're creating opportunities for all of us. So big yeah. shout to them, man, and, and everybody else who's came through that platform. And, yo, yeah. this, this is a new wave, man. We the, we, we the new superheroes, bro. This That's it, man. financial literacy thing. Like, exactly. we, it's just generational wealth. This, this is the new wave, and, and, and it's so great to see people like yourself just, just getting into it, and you're going to bring more people into it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Because they resonate with you. They resonate with who you are, man. So this is dope, bro. This is yeah, dope. Man, never listen, never been in time like this in our lives. Listen, man. man, I just want to say I appreciate you, man. Sending you wealth, energy, man. Sending you overflow, man. Sending you abundance, man. Keep going, man. I saw the I saw the change to the page, man. Oh yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. What you did to the, I was like, okay. Yeah, we we, we, we we trying to make some things happen, man. I'm paying attention, and I'm, and I'm, and you know that's this is all new to me too, bro. You know, I'm yeah, learning as I go, and 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 it's through connecting with people like you, man, that we just yeah. grow each other, and 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 that's that's what we do, man. Build it up. One hundred percent, man. And again, I'll say it again, man. Anything you need. You know, I'll post it, I'll re- whatever, knowledge-wise, whatever you need. And from my experience, man, you got it, King. 
For sure. I appreciate you, King. One Ooh, love. Man. Go go take care of that beautiful daughter of yours. I yeah, know she's man. looking for your attention. She's tweaking right now. <laughs> <laughs> go and enjoy the quarantine, man. Thank you know you, what I mean? King. Thank you, King. 100, man. All right, my brother. Be easy. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.